Coming up on episode 23, there's a new Maroon 5 album. We will not be reviewing it. <laughs> Verse Quarters versus up next. I know I don't know you, but I want you so Welcome to Verse Chorus Verse. With me is Sven, Chord Crusher Knudsen. Sven, how are you tonight? Oh man, I'm gimping it tonight a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, don't try ripping the, the bumper off of a Subaru with your bare hands. Wasn't gonna. Don't. don't. Why did you? Turns out that if you want to install a trailer hitch on your 2015 Subaru Forester, you got to pull the exhaust off and the bumper it was like a one hour like a good mechanic would have had this thing done in an hour and it took me six maybe seven but i had a good soundtrack the whole time (laughs) you you had time to listen to some albums (laughs) oh man that was fun that was the first thing that we need to do tonight the first thing that i would like to do is this is the first podcast we are recording after we officially decided to bring in to the team Evil Jimmy and Rachel Polio. They are now actual real live members of the podcast. Sven and I are still co-hosts, but we're going to try to bring them in two to three times a rotation. Evil Jimmy brings so much to the table. Yeah. And the feedback on Rachel's episode was incredibly good. And by the way... (laughs) No, she's not that mean. <laughs> she was feeling very defensive coming in talking about Taylor Swift and, and dealing with David the asshole. She's actually an incredibly nice person. We're incredibly lucky and incredibly excited to have oh, them yeah. and can't wait to start building episodes with them. Yeah, it's a blast anytime that we're we have them on as guests. So I'm excited to have our first four person episodes someday in the future. It's gonna happen pretty soon, actually. Right? Podcast. What's this week, Sven? This week is a whole bunch of stuff. What are we? Yeah, I had a great soundtrack today. <laughs> so, uh, this is volume two yeah. of David and Sven's Quickfire Reviews. We are taking albums that came out over the ah. last three months-ish and giving ourselves a chance to listen to some of the new music that came out. We're digging in. We're checking it out. We're throwing it to the wall, see if it sticks. I don't know what any of this means. Yeah, some of it's stickier than others. I would agree. Without demeaning any specific albums, there might have been one album that took up about 90% of my listening that I just could not stop fucking (laughs) listening to. I can't wait to see if it's the same one I felt like I couldn't stop listening to, or I don't think it is. So we even got some suggestions this time. I got a couple emails. I got some requests on Instagram, some stuff. Hey, you should check this out. Check this out, which I appreciate and I love. Please send those in. I loved that. We didn't get to all of them. And I will just be completely honest with everybody. It's my choice, not Sven. So be mad at me, not him. There were a couple albums that I listened to that were suggested that I didn't really enjoy. Slater Kinney's new album oh. was a bit disappointing to me. Wasn't a fan of it. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's like Rostam or Rostam, R O S T A M. That album was recommended. Didn't really think much of it. Really didn't. But there are a couple albums on here that were recommended that we did put in. Mm-hmm. So don't be mad at us, everybody. We're doing our best. There's some familiar names on here, but there's a few that brand new to me. Yeah. That that's me too. Yeah. That's going to be fun to kind of go through. We're going to do it. We're going to get five minutes, an album. That's it. But let's start with the most important part of the night. Sven, what are you drinking with your broken hand? With my bro... Oh, man. How am I going to open this damn thing? Self-medicating. I am right here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's from Hop Valley Brewing Company. Um, I like Hop Valley. They never disappoint. They have a series that they're, they're doing called Stash. Different kinds of... I don't know. Every single beer has stash written as part of the name. So this is Stash Bandicoot. It's a hazy imperial <laughs> IPA. I like that name. With cryo hops. It's 61 IBUs. It's fairly bitter, but not too bad. 
it's um okay i thought it would be brighter it's pretty well balanced for an ipa got a lot of malt on it kind of sweet caramelly is it caramel or caramel it's both who gives a shit Cool. <laughs> yeah that yep mm-hmm. i don't know why i so aggressively answered that question mm. <laughs> i'm going with caramel what are you drinking over there you got like a fancy glass are you you're on the road this looks like you're in a hotel room everybody that can't see i am David's everybody that some... can't see i'm double fisting double because fisting. i had to bar so i'm in orlando fucking again because i'm always in orlando and i double fisted at the bar I'm at a JW Marriott in Orlando, and they make a fine whiskey sour. Well done. It's a bullet whiskey sour. Really good job, guys. They don't use egg white. They use, I forgot the name of it, and all you cocktail lovers are going to kill me, but it's instead of using egg whites, a lot of people will use like fava bean extraction to create uh, that foam yeah. instead. And there's a name for that, but I can't remember what the name is right now. Where's and then I Jimmy? got a. Where's Evil? Exactly. And then I just got a light beer to uh also i mean we've got 10 albums i need two drinks you need two right? drinks you need at, two... The, at the very least you know one thing I, you've been in orlando or at least east coast you've been in florida a few times now i still have yet to see you pull out my favorite east coast beer and and you can't get it west of the mississippi what is it but have a yinling for me sometime. oh well you should have told me I they're like have, every, yeah. they're fucking everywhere there i spend a lot of time on the east coast so i will do yangling one of these oh my god if you if you send me a six pack of yinling i will pay the shipping really? plus tip i mean i know a lot of people especially everyone out there on the east coast thinks i'm freaking insane yeah it's like it's like it's just yinling but it's like wanting i don't know if you say budweiser no i was gonna say like labats or something like that yeah no it's better okay cool i have i have no beef against yingling at all hey it's a great beer sven let's stop bullshitting we have a lot of work to do i was stalling all right we are gonna take a break and then we are going to get to 10 quick album reviews Uh, we will be right back So, before we get into this, there weren't a lot of albums this time that we got to play. A lot of these ended up being on major labels, or we just, you know, you can't contact the people, blah, 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 that kind of thing. So instead, what I thought I'd do is I thought we'd just play music from two albums. Two albums of artists that not only have we been able to get in touch with them, but they've been great people. Extremely thankful, extremely supportive really attentive so you're going to hear music from carrie kirkland hi carrie who's a jazz singer that we're reviewing an album of hers and then you're going to be listening to alex henry foster hi alex who's another album that we're reviewing alex makes you cough apparently what are you doing over there in orlando and pot's not even legal here i don't think no it's not i know because my co-worker was mad <laughs> i'm not editing that out she can deal with that so to Carrie Kirkland, uh, Alex Henry Foster, thank you so much. Thank you for yeah reciprocating our attention. I really enjoy when you can tell that artists recognize how important fandom is. And we're happy to play your music. Uh, we hope you get you some follows, some downloads, all that stuff. And with that, uh, should we do our first review? Let's do it. Album number one yeah. is yeah. Boy Anonymous by Paris, Texas. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we There was no rhyme or reason why I ordered the albums how I ordered them. I did an automatic generator and just picked yeah. them. Paris, Texas, I found by complete chance on instagram oh wow i was scrolling down and i heard two seconds of a beat and i was like what is that and i clicked on their stuff i started listening to them this is very very underground hip-hop right that i'll let you start boy anonymous by paris texas off you know i'm kind of glad that i didn't know that before i listened to it because i probably would have 
approached it a little bit differently listening. Uh-huh. They're a duo, from what I understand. They're really diverse, yep. I feel like. They're from, are they from L.A.? Yes, they're, Louis, Louis okay. Pastel and Felix, they're out of L.A. Out of L.A. As hip-hop which, goes, I mean, they're very artsy. They are. They don't fit what I typically peg for that L.A. hip-hop sound. I feel like they've got, they've got some, like, funk, some rock, some... Their instrumentation is really interesting. Yes. I think yes. that their beats are a little bit different. I love the way they mm-hmm. play off each other lyrically, the way they, they write together... There's some parts that are that feel really like conversational. There's some cheesy sounds in there. I think some of the the, yes. the choice of, especially when whenever there's a guitar, I don't know if it's intentionally cheesy or like heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the song. It's yes. not what I call heavy metal. No, it's like a it's distorted. It's like a seventh grade but, band's version. Yeah, of, it's like school of rock heavy metal. It's this really weird young jaded. After watching their videos and things oh, like videos. that, a lot of their lyrics yeah. and stuff like that i think that they're extremely tongue-in-cheek yeah these guys seem like they're fucking brilliant you know that music when you listen to it and you're like these guys are way smarter than me yeah yeah like, that's kind of how i feel with them and I, it, the whole laid back south la venice beach style stuff but yeah they're videos right i didn't even think of videos oh my god now i gotta go and like watch a bunch of their videos watch the heavy metal video okay it is extremely low budget two fucking independent film study students making a music video and it's one of the best music videos i've seen in fucking 20 years dude it's it's outstanding damn i love that because i think i think music videos aren't what they used to be not at all like not at all at all i missed mtv when it was actual music tv i really like their hooks here's what i like uh i almost said svend but you're Sven. I am. <laughs> Kanye West, uh, and I've talked about his project a couple times when he went to whatever retreat he went to and he recorded like five albums with different artists. Mm. He kept his albums to seven tracks or something like that. Just seven, yeah. like two minute, 30 second tracks. They would just run up behind you and grab you and shake you and then f- run out the back door. The, it, yeah, this is almost like EP length. Yes. And the songs are short. It's not a verse, chorus, verse thing at all. Here's a verse. Uh, here's a chorus. I'm done. Uh, maybe there's a bridge. Here's a t- totally yeah. different thing. I love that. It's new. It doesn't fit like the template. Especially for it's hip-hop. Broke the yeah. mold. Not really breaking the mold. But they, they weren't what I was expecting in a good way. We are out of time. I'll go first on this one. My favorite, favorite track? track is Heavy Metal. Hmm. And I give it one thumb up. And for this, everybody, max is two thumbs up. Minimum is two thumbs down. There are amazing concepts on this album. It's not a full concept and it could be way, way better. But I cannot wait to keep track of these guys. These guys are going to do crazy shit for the next 20 years. I hope so. What about you? I hope so. I actually picked the same song because of the cheesy heavy metal guitars. Yeah. I mean, echoing kind of what you're saying. Like, I think this is an awesome foundation. Have they done anything before this? Is this kind of their I first public release? I am 90% sure this is it. That's the feeling yeah. I kind of get. It's also, for me, a one thumb up because I feel like there's more yes, that's coming. For sure. We haven't heard the last of them. All right. Let's that's deal. album number one. Album number two is Typhoons by Royal blood so royal blood (laughs) has been over the last however many years one of my favorite modern bands this was a lot different than their other stuff i'm stealing the words of a close dear friend who is also part of this podcast when he said and you're gonna love this Sven. (laughs) it's like a rock band put out a dance album and it was good (laughs) 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 oh medicine yeah the structure of my listening first listen i didn't really like it Mm. i was expecting something different expecting something heavier something more unique i have listened to that album 800 fucking times now (laughs) i can't stop listening to it yes i can't all of the stuff in rock that i like is in this album i hear a shit ton of muse Mm -hmm. in this album 
Ah, I see and that. I don't know if it's just because of the effects that he puts on the bass. Because this is so yes. bass, obviously, dirty, because of grindy, the way their band is. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. love the bass effects. Yeah. Chris has to be, Chris from Muse, the yes. bass player from Muse, has to be a massive, massive influence on this guy. He has to be. Yeah. Because I hear so much of that. Even the breakdowns when Typhoon's doing the upscaling and the, there was, uh, you know. There was points that I wasn't sure if it was a bass guitar or a synth because of how yeah. how much stuff was going on with the effects chain on his bass. There was a brief moment when I put this on today. I'd listened through all these all the albums earlier in the week and a little bit last week. Today I was doing kind of like my final 1 through 10, listened through all of them. This album came on and I for a minute thought that it was another band. Oh, okay. That we'll get to okay. later on in this episode. For 2 seconds and I, I won't say right now. I think we'll I, get there, I think but I like know. grindiness. Yes. Josh Home was a part of this album. Yeah. We very briefly yeah. touched on it uh in our drum episode when we had Brent on. I asked him about modern drummers and he brought up Ben Thatcher. I had never really listened to uh-huh. paid attention to the drums. Dude, he ah. fucking rips. He is so tight. Very little flash, but when when it's there, it's just these yeah. extreme it's yeah. to steal from you and Brent these extremely tasty feels what he's doing at the end of limbo totally this band is so good yeah the grooves that he comes up with too and when he decides to change talking about limbo right there like that four on the floor kind of chorus it's like yes. slightly that's like the dance part right but then like the verses have this cool it's a looser feel yeah. A little more relaxed. Muse, Cold War Kids. I hear there's so much cool stuff. All right, Sven, what's your favorite song? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Limbo, my favorite song. It's a, it's just a one That's thumbs a good up. Song. It is a good song. I almost wanted to pick Boilermaker, but the album was a one thumbs up. Really? It surprises me that you you're not two thumbs upping this. Okay, it would be a two thumbs up if we had three thumbs. Okay, no, but like, what? Can I give it a one and a half? You, you can give it anything you want, but what was it that? kept you from two thumbs upping this ah yeah i think it's because it feels like i've heard some of these things before and some of it got a little bit recycled totally i not not a lot though no i get it just i could see i could see that and honestly my first listen through i thought that i was not impressed but this is one of those albums that everybody's gone through that where you hear a band the first time and it's like "Eh," but then you can't stop listening to it and then yeah. you become obsessed. And my favorite song, which has changed so many times over the past few weeks, either you want it, and I give this album two thumbs up. I'm obsessed with it. Nice. I can't stop listening nice. to it. Yeah, this one, this one got a ton of play. Good job, Royal Blood. Album number three is "Wild Is the Wind" by Carrie Kirkland. Carrie, you've got such a great voice, Carrie. I hear some influences Mm -hmm. and good ones. Someday I'll tell the story about me trying Mm -hmm. to propose marriage to Diana Krall. I was 16 (laughs) and got shut down. But you fit right into that niche. I don't know if it's intentional. I hope that she's not insulted that I compare her to someone else. Um, But I hear a lot of Diana. I don't think being compared to Diana Krall could ever be insulting. I I also do remember how in love with Diana Krall you were. I think we were in the same room with her at a jazz festival once and you were a goddamn mess. <laughs> yes. I was losing it. Yeah. Carrie's got, I think it's the way that she fits her voice in with her combo, mm-hmm. which kudos to this band because I love how they support, but then they also have so much to say on their own. Mm-hmm. The bass solo and It's All Right With Me, even just the intro to that thing, I feel I feel like she's really connecting with her band, which to me is something I listen to a lot for in her jazz. Her band is amazing in this. Yeah, her, yeah. I don't know who her piano player is in this. I know that she got Shelly Berg to arrange. I don't know if he played piano on this, but I know he arranged and co-produced mm-hmm. a lot of it, which for any of you that don't know Shelly Berg, Shelly Berg is an amazing jazz educator, producer, tons of... I don't know if he's ever won Grammys, but I think he's got a shit ton of nominations. He's done work on movies, all this stuff, but good job getting Shelly. The band is so fucking tight on this album. Yeah. And I think what makes it even better, and which is so rare, 
especially these days, I would listen to way more jazz singers because I'm not a big jazz singer person. I'm a big jazz combo person. Me, me too. But the reason I'm not a huge jazz singer person yeah. is because they lay it on so fucking thick and she keeps it so simple in this album. Yes. She, yes. She, thank you. She lays back so much. She's calm. She's collected. She knows her strengths. It honestly is really, really impressive as a yeah. lounge jazz singer. Yeah. Thank you, Carrie, for not like laying on the thick layer of schmaltz that usually comes along with vocal jazz like this. I, yeah. Yes. We yeah. Can, I don't sh- need a bunch of fucking scatting and a bunch of the, <sighs> here's where my we need climax for climax now just yeah. i want to close my eyes and i want to be in a smoky kansas city fucking lounge yeah. this is what i want to hear Ditto. there's a couple of kind of the very typical lounge jazz standards dangerous lover and the steamroller blues that's really it's cheesy it's it's extremely cheesy but you know you've got to put a couple of those on on the album i feel like yeah um or yes. else you're gonna lose <laughs> some of your jazz you gotta fans. have the samba beat <laughs> on at least one track but expect and... that you know my, my biggest surprise on here was that everybody wants to rule the world cover i didn't expect that and i'll be honest like i i'd listened to this before we were prepping mm-hmm. for this episode didn't know that it was going to be on this episode so uh, already had it. Time. Good good choice of songs. Good, I don't know, everything. You get to go first. Uh, favorite song Damn. and give us some thumbs. Yeah, my favorite song is that cover. Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Everybody Wants to Rule the World. I don't know if it's so much I love that song. I think I love her version of it, both a little mm-hmm. bit, I guess. This one also gives gets a one thumb up. It's a great album. Not ready to give it two yet. Kind of mentioned a little bit. First album, first. I, yeah. I'm not just sucking up because she's she's been really cool and she's always been real thankful for us even playing it. And she's always you know told us to keep it honest. I think this is exactly what it should be. Mm-hmm. The best compliment that I can give this is I turned this album on and it made me want to go back to being in a combo so fucking bad. Yeah. Made me miss that. I give it two thumbs up. My favorite song was a cover, Uh which is extremely rare for me, but it was not that one. It was Secret. Ah. That cover is spectacular. I feel like in jazz, covers are not the same because... Not at all. Standards are pretty... I mean, like, most jazz music are things that people before you have played a billion times. That was it. Let's go to album number four. Alex Henry Foster's Standing Under the Bright Lights. Canadian. You surprised me with a live album. I did. This was a live album that came out recently. This is a very interesting project. I don't think it would have been anything like this would have been on my radar. This is an extremely long <laughs> album. It's like 20 minute it's songs very on long. Here. Yes. Yes. This is very Pink Floyd live. Not that style of music, but in the sense that, you know, be prepared for your nine-minute songs. It is extremely interesting. And I know right now it sounds like I am trying to tiptoe around saying I don't like it. Not at all true. I'll say right now I liked this album. It is just so different than most anything that I've ever heard. I got this album from Alex Henry Foster, and, and I got the vinyl. And I don't know how many fucking vinyls he sold, but in the vinyl was a, a handwritten letter. A one-page letter of him thanking me and discussing in great detail what it's like for him to share his art Mm -hmm. and express himself. This guy is not bullshitting. You can feel it in his live performance on this. He is just extremely passionate and poetic and just really fierce with his, his meaning and his... The very first song, which I think is Hannah, mm-hmm. it sounds like it's kind of, it's about his mother and it's just this really kind of beautiful, tormenting, I don't know, man. I don't know. Sorry. I'm, I'm rambling because this is, this is a really hard one to pin down. Yeah. This, this is one that makes me hate that we only have two thumbs because it's going to be really hard when I, when it comes time to rating it. I mm-hmm. hear a lot of things. I'm kind of torn. I hear stuff that I'm into and I hear stuff I'm not so into. 
I mean, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not so into some of the the, the vocal parts, like some of the so spoken when you word when you say vocal parts, into, are you t- okay? Spoken word. Yeah, yeah. I th- I feel like if I would have been there live, I would absolutely love this. I think this is the type mm-hmm. of thing that doesn't for me doesn't translate well onto a recording because I can hear where the energy should be. I just wasn't feeling it, and I could hear where I okay. where maybe I I should have gotten sucked into it a little bit more, but I just didn't feel it and i think a lot of that's just the energy that exists live i do love there's this echoey delay reverb thing on the guitar yeah there's a lot of bands that i love that do this it might not be super original but i love it built to spill comes to mind like i Mm -hmm. hear some things in Mm -hmm. his guitar that remind me of the way doug voices guitar and also the effects for me i just missed the energy that would have probably made me like get way more into this than I was. We talk about this a lot, but it is, it's such a mood heavy album mm-hmm. that you really need to be in a specific place in your life or place emotionally to really listen and feel this album. You can't be working on a fucking car and turn this on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. It's Mew, but this kind of tortured artist, Bruce Coburn, goth emo. He's really narrowed his vision. I like that. I think it's cool. And I think because of that, there are songs that work incredibly well. Like Winter is Coming, the builds mm-hmm. into the chorus, into, the, I mean, the writing is incredible. Yeah. The female backings, it just sounds so good, especially for a live performance. The melodies that he builds, it's just, it's impressive. And even though it is, it's incredibly, um, it's incredibly self-indulgent, I guess would maybe be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what I'm thinking of. But as a concept, if, if you look at it as a piece of art, I think it's pretty grand. Yeah. It feels like something that like 15 years ago, I would have loved it a lot more than I do right now. I already gave it up. A Winter is Coming is my favorite track. I'm giving it two thumbs up. I think I'm not going to turn this on and listen to it very often because it's just not, it's like mm-hmm. Kid A. Like when, it, how, when the fuck are you going to listen to that? But I have a lot of respect for what he's created here. My favorite was Summertime Departure because of how noisy and mm. dissonant some of those builds get. Uh, and then it breaks up with kind of the bassy kind of echoey parts yeah. and things this is one that like i said it's hard because i only have two thumbs like i feel like I've, it's very middle of the road like if i could give it no thumbs i would because it's not really a up or a down it's kind of it exists it is what it is like it's a like neutral 2.5 out of five yeah yeah it's like dead dead center like i i don't not like it i appreciate it good job alex henry foster and uh, that is album number four album number five is sour by olivia rodrigo had you heard of this no idea this is brand new olivia is brand new to me her voice i can't pull a name who it reminds me of but there's something sort of familiar about it i really like the tone the way she pronounces things like i don't know just something about her voice that i really am into i love the production on this album yeah i think you probably could have guessed that the instrumentation some of her vocal harmonies and the backup vocals things like that what's the guy's Um, name that produced it uh indie guy danny 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 negro (sighs) something like that it's tasty there's parts where the track drops out from under her and it's just silent for a second and then something else comes in. Just the arranging is really good. From a writing point of view, feels a lot like a lot of girl rock mm-hmm. kind of... You think? It is ripe with teenage angst. It is. It is. It is. Oh, and this, um, which, I mean, for those of you that have listened enough to know me, that weighs but not very much on my scale. Teenage Um, angst is, you know, that's not even a complaint. That's what breeds young people albums, you know, with the exception of like early Fiona Apple, who was writing lyrics of a 30 year old at fucking 15. I'd call this a pop album. I love it. It also rocks. I think there was a lot of influence. Actually, I think there was a lot of influence, at least bandwise in this by a different group that we're going to talk about later on tonight. 
Ah. I heard a lot of really good influences in the music. Uh, I heard some Elvis Costello-y stuff. I heard... It was really diverse, wasn't it? It was. It wasn't like but the same song on every track. There's a lot of songs I just couldn't get behind. <laughs> like we've talked about many times, it's just not a David album. I don't think it's because they suck. It's just not yeah. for me. Apparently, Driver's License is just a massively huge song, which I I, I noticed that I didn't had a know. ton of plays. I wouldn't have guessed it. Like, there's other songs that I thought would have been... I don't get it. Way more. It's pretty, mm-hmm. but it's not... I don't... Yeah, that one's It's like me. a less interesting Lord. Ooh. I didn't really get the driver's license thing. Like I said, I, I was surprised that that was one of the highest played songs on the album, at least on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple that I thought would have were better or would have been more mainstream and popular. I also kind of thought the opening track set really the wrong tone for this album. The opening track is this kind of extremely poppy, bubblegum, super upbeat. Yeah. And then the rest of the album is kind of this slow, melodic... I think it goes back and forth a little bit. The opening track really threw me off. Dun, dun, dun. We're out of time. My favorite song was Jealousy. It's this really cool spoon-type beat that has this really good hook. I'm giving it one thumbs down. I'm just not the audience for this, and, and most of the album I just didn't, didn't, oh. didn't enjoy. My favorite song was Good For You. From the intro all the way through, the head mm-hmm. nodding chorus, like I was, you know, bobbing my head during the... It was a great song. I actually am going to give this album my first double thumbs up. Wow. You get two from Sven. That's a lot. Olivia. He loves them pop bangers. I do. So that's our first five albums. Let's take a break. Let's be right back and let's do five more. just want to one more time thank Carrie Kirkland and Alex Henry Foster for the music. It's good shit. Mm-hmm. Go to Spotify, go to Bandcamp. They're both on vinyl. I own both the vinyls and they're really good. Packaging is brilliant. They put a lot of care and intricacy into it and they're good people, yeah. which I don't think enough people give credit to the indie artists that are actually good people that appreciate uh, music lovers and they do yeah thank you to them so let's get to album number six saint vincent daddy's home first off i'm a huge saint vincent fan one of my favorite current artists this is one of those david albums where i hear so many other concepts so concepts many. from <laughs> so many from other artists yes. this is I'll usually say something along the lines of, I know they're not just taking straight from blah, 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 blah. Some of these, I, I don't know about Sven. Are you, I don't you, know. are you calling, are you playing the plagiarism card? Is that what you're I'm not saying plagiarism, but... Heavily influenced. Holy shit. High in the sky, could that be any more Pink Floyd without mm. being Pink Floyd? Mm-hmm. She even says something about Pink Floyd in it. Not even hiding it. Just right. like, yeah. Right, right. Nope. This is Dark Side of the Moon shit. <laughs> yeah, that that evolving kind of solo sec- like um Yes. Yeah. The second song on it is eerily like a Beck song. No spoilers. Uh-huh. Anytime that I hear like I don't know if it's a, a mm-hmm. Rhodes but that electric piano a lot of those to me, I was getting the Beck vibe. Yes, both Becks. The Midnight Vulture Party Time Beck, and here's the spoiler, the Sea Change yeah. Beck, mm-hmm. which uh, Sven gets to listen to that soon. I'm very excited. That's my homework. Sea Change is the best homework you're ever going to get. You're welcome. <laughs> this this was a hard album to put my finger on. I also hear a lot of different, I'm just going to say influences. Mm-hmm. It's soulful. There's some funk. It's bluesy. Mm-hmm. Some like alternative kind of in, injected into it. Like, I do love that old school electric piano. Yes, and the kind of seventies that, that vibe that the heavy hi hat. Yes, kind of muted, heavily gated, like cuts off with hardly any reverb. Kind of drums. That funkiness. It's like I wanted there to be a disco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> track tucked into this, but never quite got that. It was a pretty diverse... I think I know what she was going for. I just don't think she quite hit it. This felt like an artist trying for a sound instead of doing her thing. Mm. You know what I mean? 
like I want to sound like this, not just hey, this is me, this is what I sound like. Right. I got to say, I love St. Vincent. She's one of my favorites, but I, this kind of yeah. left me wanting a little bit more. Time's up. What you got, Sven? Melting of the Sun, mm-hmm. my favorite track. Um, this one gets a one thumb from so me. So same here. Um, it wasn't terrible. It was a lot of really good stuff on it. But yeah, definitely not too... And Melting of the Sun is my favorite, too. Yes! Man, Melting of the Sun is good. The ending, the... Oh, my God, that's a good song. Um, All right. Good job, us. Number seven. Seventh album is No Gods, No Monsters by Garbage. I love the way they let us in. That, like, arcade intro. The... Um, mm-hmm. So who in the hell mixed and mastered this? Because the production was pretty <laughs> freaking on point. Whenever there's drums, they're huge. Whenever there's guitar, they're huge. Whenever Very. something needs to feel like it's wrapping around your entire head, it's there. Um, it gets dark mm-hmm. uh, it, more than I was hoping. This is another really long album. It is long. There was a lot more industrial feel into it than I was expecting. Godhead was to me very, very like, nine, not not even nine inch. Oh like, yeah, old school. I heard like so much Depeche. Maybe I heard so much. I yes, heard, I heard so much nine inch nails and Depeche mode and that sort of thing in this. I totally did. Different samples, different synths. A lot of really good twangy guitar. It's kind of like what I was expecting Garbage to do, then also not at all what I was expecting Garbage to do. And this is the band that I felt like Royal Blood Typhoon came on, and I was like, did the Garbage album just come on? (laughs) Or, no, 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 that was still... So that was my, Mm -hmm. like, I I don't know why. It doesn't... If you look at them individually they're not the same album but i always had respect and i liked certain things from garbage but i was never a huge garbage fan i, I love shirley manson and butch vig and but i've never i was yeah. never a huge garbage guy and i think the reason is there are a lot of songs they do that are just such blah pop mm. songs like uncomfortably me it's this kind of blah synthy uh-huh. it doesn't go anywhere and i gotta say and i know that i'm just gonna piss certain people off the lyrics in this are so fucking bad (laughs) they're so forced and i get the message i do men are fucking terrible and you know look what's happened over the last 10 years and which is true it's completely true absolutely but these lyrics are just teeny bit of nuance would do okay so you're saying like you're saying miss lauren hill said it better so much better yeah, so much better <laughs> as than far like as the world of the men, of men who rule the world have made a fucking mess. It's like, wow, well, do something with it. I mean, good God. <laughs> they get really cool sounds too, what they're doing. This is why I just nerd out on the sounds because you start getting into like the lyrics and the story and what they're talking about. And then I start, I feel like an English class dropout. <laughs> whenever we get like start analyzing lyrics hey look rachel polio beloved member of this podcast is a very well educated very well written female yeah and she liked the lyrics from 1989 so none of us know what the hell we're talking about (laughs) oh dang (laughs) and with that we're out of time that's that's what you get rachel when you're a regular member of the crew My favorite song on this was Wolves, Ooh. and I'm giving it one thumb up. It's very garbage, it is. and that has always been garbage to me. One thumb up. If it's on, I'll listen to it, but it's never going to be my yeah. favorite. What about you? Um, so I kind of wrote down two songs, because I don't know if one of them count. Because the Night. It's oh, a cover. Yeah. Okay. I freaking love their version of it, but really, I think not cover. Creeps was my favorite. Creeps and Wolves were battling for... Uh my favorite so good choice this is like if I could do one and a half I would give it just an edge more than just one okay that's good album number eight J. Cole the off season so are you familiar with J. Cole I'm not. J. Cole's previous works have been pretty 
cognizant rap, aware. This was a hard one for me. I'm just going to say that right off the bat. I'll say it with you. It was a hard one for me, too. I like J. Cole, and I've liked a lot of the stuff he does. Forest Hills is such a good album that it'll, it'll show up at some point on this podcast. It's really good. And 95 South is a good song. The opening track, it's like this very early isn't, 90s. Isn't it like a little get John track? Die trying. When they get into like the put your hood up, isn't that the... Yeah. East Side Boys. Extremely early 2000s. It starts with this Get Rich or Die Tryin' early 2000s thing, and then it goes into East Side Boys. I think he's paying homage. But man, there is not... This is a very convoluted album. Yeah. I don't... He has no direction in this at all. You know how, like, sometimes I've talked about album versus just a collection of songs? Yes. Collection of songs, right? Which is really frustrating because he hasn't done anything for a long time, which when, when that's a thing, you kind of hope that these people are really putting their mind to it and really, you know, I haven't done anything in two years because I'm working my ass off trying to think of something brilliant and i think i know what happened what he wrote a bunch of singles he was going to release them all singles on spotify then he heard this podcast (laughs) and heard you just knocking how how much you hate it when people do that and so he's like all right all right i'll save them all up it's all your fault david it's all your fault i'll take the blame i do enjoy the features on this oh yeah but man this is such a Mm -hmm. one note album there are good beats Mm -hmm. but it is such a same old same old stuff you heard before just somebody else did something like this yeah yes here's my auto-tune singing hook here's my relevant subjugal part cocky tune uh it's like a template i just need to insert this part here insert hook insert this insert this and there's my song i wasn't even that mad at the fact that he's not trying to be such a a quote-unquote woke rapper in this album because he i don't personally think he it's like 50 50 on if it works or not he tries so hard to be woke and it just doesn't really doesn't really work the only parts that i really really liked on this album were the very beginning and the very ending i feel really sad that this is my intro to j cole because i feel like yeah previous stuff would have probably connected with me a little so um 95 south is my favorite song on this album and I'm giving it two thumbs down. There are way too many songs in this album that I just do not like. Wow. What about you, Sven? I mean, also 95 South, but I was only going to do one thumbs down. It's allowed. I don't know that I've ever done two. It just doesn't feel like I I want to go that far. This wasn't a good album. I didn't enjoy it, but I don't know. Like Two thumbs down is like I'm offended by it. I don't feel offended by it. Oh, I gotcha. pissed off by it. Or... One thumb down it is. Album number nine, Black to the Future by Sons of Comet. I am waiting for you to read the words for the first song. I'm not doing that. It's not like I wouldn't read it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is. It is. The poem in the first track is incredible. Okay, so that's what caught me off guard. It took me a while to realize. At first, I was like, is this a poetry album? But it's not. There is poetry. There's also some jazz. It reminded me of New Orleans. There's so many. This album is pissed off and beautiful at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's angry. It's making some good social commentary. As angry and pissed off as it sometimes gets, it's still a beautiful album. And there's so many things sonically that are going on that I feel that give me the warm fuzzies i get i get lots of interruptions i got two kids they'd like to interrupt when i'm listening this is one of the hard ones for me to like pause when someone needs my attention tuba bass lines such a warm tenor sax tone i love the saxophone and he's 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 a woodwind Mm -hmm. player and i think that he arranged and wrote all the horn parts i am very impressed they came out with an album that i heard just completely by chance in 2008 18 your queen is a reptile it knocked me on my ass i personally think they're a jazz band it's just such straight up quick hitting three fours and there's the like you said there's the tubas and i do think the songs start to get pretty one note not not one note there's just a very similar feel to a lot of the songs do you know where they're from they're british british 
like I had it pegged for New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it the reminded co- me of. Is a lot of like when you're walking down Mardi Gras Boulevard and, and there's the seven man band outside just dunce 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 with the tuba yeah. playing the bass lines and then yeah. yeah yeah the content is disturbing. Yeah. The not not in a not in a fuck you way, but in a right racial topical exactly yeah. yeah. It makes it so eerie and ominous when it's behind this. I don't want to say upbeat jazz, but but it's bubbly because bu- of the, bubbly. That's the a instrumentation. G- it gives like this bounce. Yes, it's bouncy. Contrast to the lyrics that you're listening to. Sometimes. It is. It's a it's a unique juxtaposition, and we're done. So you get to go first on this one. My favorite song is "To Never Forget the Source." For so many reasons. It's my favorite. I give this whole album. A one thumbs up. I didn't give it enough time. Yeah, I gotcha. We don't typically revisit these quick fires, but I feel like in about a week... Uh, we will. Okay, maybe we'll hear more about this. I feel like in a, about a week, I may have more to say about this. The quick fires will be the most interesting revisits because who knows what our thoughts are going to be on those new albums, if they're going to grow, get worse or better. That's true. My favorite song is To Never Forget the Source. It's got this really impending uneasiness that scales downward and... Oh, it's such a good song. I love that song. I'm giving it the same thing. One thumb up. I think a lot of the songs sound extremely similar, but we're on our last album of the night, Sven. Dude, you... Okay, I guess it was automatic whatever algorithm that picked the order. But this is... We found a... This is a good Sven gem. Album number 10, last album tonight, is Fortitude by Gojira. Okay, I was doing like a Spanish. Like, you might be right. They're French. You'll hear. Oh, French. I don't know. How do French pronounce no. their J's? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say this. It's no Norwegian troll Thank metal God. band. <laughs> it kind of has some stoner metal, melodic metal. I don't mm-hmm. know what you want to call it. It's a good blend between like, yeah, give me some blast beats, but then also be melodic. Yes. Yes. Um, the vocals are fairly melodic. Very. And I love the way the guitars in and out of each other at times. Mm-hmm. And the metering. The drummer. Kudos to the mm-hmm. drummer. I I love this drummer. I don't know his name. I apologize for not having that in my notes. But His name is uh, Mario Duplantier. Mario. The thing you're doing on Newfound... And the whole song has like this cool like three over four feel, like some kind of like 12, four meter something where there's like two time signatures going on. I, mm-hmm. I love shit like that in, in metal music. Speaking of Newfound, not just the drums, but the fucking guitar in the beginning. And he does the same thing in Grind where I would give $1,000 to know what pedals he's using. The kind of the doom, doom, wow. He yeah, has that, this wow. super... Yeah, yeah like it, it's it's almost like a three or four distortions with a wah pedal, but it's it's got to be some and then an octave pedal and like another pitch exactly. shifter or something that adds yeah. like it's fucking crazy and I love it so much. Yes, these guys, as far as metal, are so up my alley. Yeah, the operatic yeah. kind of moaning vocals, driving beat, chunky guitar, but it's also really pretty he does a lot of really great things yeah there's this part in into the storm where the guitars they're playing together it was like they wait for each other to like play the next note and then the other guitar plays yeah. the next note like they build on each other's harmonies and they build these cool chord progressions yeah it's like a conversation between two guitars i thought that was really cool the chant i love when they add it's like this. It's like the gospel thing where they find one small hook and they just beat it into your brain. This is like my breaking point for metal. Mastodon type of, like anything heavier than this, it's not for me. This but is... because of that, because it's right on the cusp, it, it just interests me so much. I really like yeah. listening to this album. I'm there's still... Some, there's some parts, like guitar parts. I'm wondering if there's any Dimebag Daryl influence. Mm. I'm not going to say this sounds like Pantera, because it's not. Guitar-wise, sometimes I feel like it. And even in the drums, some parts where he's just hitting the bell on the ride. Time's up, bro. 
Time's up. I'm giving it one thumb up or two. I'm still soaking this in. Yeah. I might really, really love this album. I don't have it figured out yet, but it's at least one thumb up for me. Uh, what about you? I'm giving... Oh, my... And my... Other, Another World is my favorite Another song. World. For me, it's Into the Storm. I'm also just giving it a one thumbs up. Metal is tough, man. I think this is a great metal album, but then when I start scoring it, there's some things that I felt like maybe weren't as clean god i'm feeling like an asshole now saying this because it's not like i could do any better way too nice one thumb up it's just i still think it's a great album but it's not getting too okay and that's our 10 albums Sven. that's 10 that's a lot of fucking albums so last question of the night which album is the best of the batch Sven? i could tell you the best album and then i could tell you the album i listened to more than the best album okay tell me both so i'm calling the best album well, the one that I gave two thumbs, Olivia, Rodrigo, Sour. Wow. I know this is just because you're going to hate on it so much. This is looking at it as a as a product. Mm-hmm. I would sell the shit out of this album. I think it's selling right now. I think it's selling pretty goddamn well. I love the production on it, all the things that go into that. The one I listen to more than anything else is Royal Blood Typhoon. Smart. I can't stop listening to that album. It it probably could be a two. I'm not gonna change my score, but it, it it's it's. Mm, I listen to it that much. Like it's, it's it's good. It's allowed, and it bleeds into my best of the episode. Mine is definitely Royal Blood. <laughs> I saw that coming. I can't stop listening to it, and I have like a new favorite song on it every two days. It's the first time I heard it, I was not into it very much, and kind of flummoxed, and almost a little disappointed, and. And now it's been a couple weeks, and I can't. I love it. Those are our favorites. Awesome. That's it for tonight. We done did it. Done. Stay tuned. We are done with our rotation. We are going back to classic albums. Classics. I gave Sven "Sea Change" by Beck, which is a all-time favorite of mine, and Sven gave me one that. You know what I forgot, Sven? Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot that there was a time. When Gwen Stefani was a badass. <laughs> hey, you know? <laughs> yes, Fen gave me Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. I had heard the hits, but I I think there are songs on this that I had never heard before. So I'm glad you gave it to me. Versecoursefirst.com, at versecoursefirstpod for Instagram. Email us, Instagram us, Spotify. If you do the iTunes rate and review, we're on the YouTubes, we're on the Deezers and the... Oh. Stuff. There's Let's lots of them. I There's so many. We're on them all. Yeah. So many. You already know. You're yeah. listening to this. Yeah. You already know. Fun night, Sven. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. We will see you next week. Talk to you. Adios.